Hello and welcome to night number 26 of 31 Nights of Frights, year 2, the sequel. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Night 26 is being brought to you by Justify Died SoCal Clothing Line. Justify Died is a clothing line located in Southern California. They have a very unique steampunk and Dea de los Muertos theme and a black and white color scheme. They have a very unique style and approach to their t-shirts, hats, bandanas, and masks. Everything is handmade in Southern California, and they believe that clothing should represent your character. It should make a statement of who you are. If you feel the same, you should definitely check them out and some of their awesome designs at justifiedied.com. So here we go. For night 26, I think we should go back to Tales from the Crypt. And I know that there is only three movies. There was Demon Knight, Bordello of Blood, and Ritual, all three that I covered here. But what about the ones that started out life as a Tales from the Crypt movie? So there was actually two that started out as a Tales from the Crypt film. And one that I'm completely sure started out life as a Tales from the Crypt movie because there's definitely some articles and such on it. The second secret sequel, actually, there's not a lot known about it. However, it is a movie that was made and released. But we're going to talk about the first one. The first one that I absolutely know is a Tales from the Crypt film and was originally supposed to kick it off. Well, kick off the Tales from the Crypt trilogy or cinematic universe, if you will. So, starring Michael J. Fox... This is Peter Jackson's 1996, The Frighteners. So my history with The Frighteners is basically that when I saw it as a kid, I was incredibly disappointed in it. And I was actually disappointed because of the fact that, I don't know, the poster was incredibly cool. I like the skull in the white sheet with the way it's uh, poking out. And I really do think that it was one of the coolest movie posters around. So when I did actually get a chance to check out this movie, well, I was let down because it was a little too goofy. And I really wasn't expecting that. And I do know that when I did see it on VHS back in the day, I rented it from Blockbuster. I do remember doing that. And it was the director's cut I believe is what I rented it was either the theatrical or the director's cut I do know that the director's cut is the preferred one to watch which is what I'm going to be talking about here this movie is honestly kind of a strange one Michael J Fox plays a con man who inquires the help of ghosts to basically stage hauntings so while it is a very unique setup to a movie I don't know if the opening segments really work well. And I say that because the opening to the movie, it's very tongue-in-cheek, and the movie doesn't get to a darker place until the very end of the film. Because as the plot progresses, you find out he starts seeing numbers on people's foreheads, and these people are mysteriously dying of heart attacks. And it just so happens that the side story in the movie that winds up being the main plot point with serial killer Johnny Bartlett played by Jake Busey is back as a almost grim reaper like type of villain 
There's actually a ton of things going on. You even have Jeffrey Combs playing an FBI agent who was an infiltrator, and you find out that he was Charles Manson and the Manson family, that he was their sex slave for, <laughs> for like six years, I think he says. It's kind of funny, and it's an out-there oddball thing. And I don't even know if Jeffrey Combs' character really needs to be in the movie, but it's kind of humorous when he says it, and the fact that he has to sit down on a hemorrhoid cushion when he kidnaps the character of Lucy, and before he drives, he has to put down that cushion. It's kind of humorous. I don't, I don't know why his character really is in the movie, but hey, it's good to see Jeffrey Combs in a role that's not... Dr. Herbert West. With that said, with me watching it again, probably, I don't know, 15 years after it came out, maybe even longer, um, it's probably about 18 years since I first saw this movie, and it's good, and it's always entertaining, but the movie is not really my cup of tea. However, I can watch it and enjoy it because it's great to see Michael J. Fox in another movie. And sadly, this is pretty much his retirement movie. He went into semi-retirement because of his Parkinson's. And, well, this is about the last thing that we really got from him that was a starring role in a movie. I do know that The Frighteners definitely has a very big cult following. It's a movie that more or less flopped when it was originally released. Definitely did not make back its budget. However... It found new life, especially on the Laserdisc format. I know that this was a very popular movie on Laserdisc, and I believe that's where the director's cut first appeared, possibly. But getting back to the history of this movie, what's fascinating to me about it is the fact that this is Peter Jackson's first big-budget film, or at least at the time, medium-budget, whatever. It was made for about $30 million, and it was also one of the first films that I can recall that really ushered in a lot of CGI. This movie, the CGI is definitely, I guess, groundbreaking for what it is. No, it's not Abyss or Terminator 2 groundbreaking because the CGI here is very cartoony, where while it was cartoony in things like the Abyss and Terminator 2, I think the cartoony look of the movie here and of the CGI, it works well. But the effects are definitely dated. It could really use a polish on the special effects. Will it happen? No. But it could use it. I do want to say that the practical effects and makeup handled by Rick Baker here are very well done. I think the most impressive one for me is actually John Aston's character as the judge. His jaw that's falling off is actually pretty amazing with the way the special effect plays out and the way it looks. He really does look like a rotting skeleton or corpse that basically is losing the lower half of his jaw. Personally, I wish I would have had a little bit more of a reliance on some of the excellent makeup work and talents of Rick Baker. However, I don't know how they would have pulled that off considering the way the story plays out and the way that the ghosts and everything look but it would have just not dated the movie as much as what it does here now so remember when i said that this was originally supposed to be a tales from the crypt movie i think if they would have released it under the tales from the crypt banner or 
series, I don't think it would have worked very well. And I say that because of the fact that it doesn't really feel like a Tales from the Crypt movie. It could be, I guess, maybe one of the more jokey Tales from the Crypt episodes. But I think it was a wise move to actually have this stand on its own. I can see little elements that might be fitting for Tales from the Crypt, but the movie doesn't really have that dark humor. There's a lot of, I guess, slapstick type of humor uh, thrown throughout this, and it wouldn't have worked if they would have put it actually as a Tales from the Crypt film. So I think it was actually a wise move on Robert Zemeckis' part to actually just stay as producer and not even direct this because I know that Zemeckis was supposed to direct this at one point but I don't think it would have worked in the hands of another director I think Peter Jackson was probably the perfect choice and it was also the perfect choice to allow this to be its own animal and its own movie I do think that this movie here it shows what Peter Jackson was definitely capable of as far as pulling off some really awesome shots which he does there's a lot of really cool shots with some crazy camera movement that's reminiscent of Sam Raimi a little bit. I just don't think that a lot of the slapstick humor really works well in the movie's favor. It doesn't feel right, if that makes sense. For things like Evil Dead 2 and even Army of Darkness, Sam Raimi was somehow able to make it gel really well. But this here, I think that the darker second and third, ha third part of the movie work a lot better than the initial goofy first part. But it's not without merit that the movie is incredibly imaginative and is incredibly different from anything that was out at the time and even out now in theaters. It does have a good script. I just don't think that the movie was handled completely the way it should have been. I do know that, remember with Bill Murray and his comments of Ghostbusters 2 saying that the special effects crew pretty much took the movie away from a lot of the humor and comedy. And that's one of the things I felt here with the Frighteners. I felt that the special effects really kind of took away from the actual movie itself and the experience as opposed to having a classically styled movie that in many ways this one is classically styled. But with that being said on it, I definitely recommend checking it out. You never know if it'll be your cup of tea or not. And this could definitely be a movie that would be fine for somebody that doesn't necessarily like horror films and maybe enjoys comedies more. This here has a mix of both. It's not terribly gory. There are some gory parts, but they're cartoony looking at the same time. But with that, I think I'm going to close out this episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Adam underscore analyzes. Also, you can catch up on some past episodes at adamanalyzes.com. Don't forget that we do have our contest running uh, for our creep show on Blu-ray from Shout Factory, which is not sponsored. Also, we have our Just If I Died prize pack to go along with that. All you have to do to enter is go to the Adam Analyzes or the Inner Honest Opinion Instagram and, well, tag two friends and you're entered. We will randomly draw a name on November 15th. We did extend out this contest to November 15th. So in addition to getting a brand new episode of Adam Analyzes, you could come away with some pretty awesome prizes. But with that, good luck and good night.